The Buccaneers are bringing back two key players as of Tuesday. So where does that leave them for the rest of free agency? And what could their draft potentially look like now with the roster beginning to truly take shape? We're going to talk about that and more on this episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation, and welcome to the Lock On Bucks Podcast, part of the Lock On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined as I usually am on Wednesdays by 10 Tampa Bay's Evan Klosky. You can check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at Eklosky WTSP, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Again, we'd like to thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. And Evan, Leonard Fournette returns to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a three-year deal after flirting a little bit. A little bit. A went on a date. He went on a date. It was a one-time thing. It was. He, you know, he had to keep his options open, but he he did flirt with the New England Patriots. There were goodbyes on Instagram. There were tweets about him being a top five running back, a visit with the New England Patriots, but playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lenny, for Tutty Lenny is now long-term Lenny. Leonard Fournette, three-year deal, worth up to $24 million with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, agreed to on Tuesday. This deal includes, according to ESPN's Jenna Lane, $11 million in guarantees. Seven of those $11 million are in the first year. So another key player returns to the Buccaneers, and another key hole on the roster has been addressed. Yeah, and I think, you know, well, you just mentioned if the Buccaneers have to pivot in the future, they're not 1,000% locked into the entirety of this contract with Lenny. So um, they're going to pay him for the Tom Brady year coming up, make sure he's taken care of, make sure that Tom's taken care of because Tom definitely wanted him. And this is great news. Um, you know, Leonard Fournette played 13 and a half games last season. He ranked third on the team in receptions, fifth on the team in receiving yards, obviously first in in rushing yards, but a career-high 4.5 uh, yards per carry. He had 10 touchdowns, four of which came against the Colts. Um, but, but it is no secret that the team was exponentially better with him on the field than without him, even with guys like Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn, I mean, when, you know, Lenny is a three down back and that is hard to find in today's game. Now they got to find somebody else behind him, A, because he can't play every down. He's going to need a breather and you want to protect him. B, he's never been healthy for a full season. He has never played a full 16 or 17 games. So there's still work to be done at the running back position. Absolutely. But Leonard Fournette is awesome. And, you know, for those uh, who do fantasy football, which I'm sure are a ton of you, uh, obviously he's going to be a, a pretty coveted running back pick. 
And um, and just remember when they got him from Jacksonville, it wasn't that he wasn't producing on the field. It was supposedly the character issues off of it. And those uh, seem to have withered away um, in Tampa Bay. So, I mean, we're very excited that Fournette is going to be back. He he ultimately changes the look of this offense, even with Brady and the importance of him adding a, a right-hand man in Fournette um, just takes it up another notch. Yeah, it's huge. And, and of course, in 2020, we saw there were a little bit of, of personal issues going on with Leonard Fournette. His head wasn't quite all there. And he had to have a, a sit-down heart-to-heart with Bruce Arians, and, and Bruce laid it out for him. He said, you're either with us or you're not, and if you want me to cut you, I'll cut you. And he came out onto the practice field, said, I'm ready to go, and boom, playoff Lenny was was basically born in that moment where he really started to take over. And um, yeah, I was I was excited when I saw the news. This is something that David and I talked about on yesterday's episode because of the news of him visiting the New England Patriots. And we've kind of we've kind of talked about it a little bit. Now he did get a little bit more money than I said he was probably going to. And I think he, you know, the Bucks probably needed to do that. But when that Corderell Patterson contract came out, you know, I I looked at the numbers and they were pretty similar, a difference of, of one touchdown and a hundred yards you know, total between rushing and receiving. But, you know, Leonard Fournette missed a couple of games and, and those numbers could have been a little bit higher for him. He almost, almost cracked the top 10 in terms of uh, highest paid running back Saquon getting 7.8 coming in at number 10, but he wasn't going to get paid like a top five back. He wasn't getting paid more than McCaffrey or Derrick Henry or Kamara, but he, he now has an opportunity. He makes more than double what he did last year in this first year, the contract with that 7 million. And when you can earn up to $24 million, there's a whole lot of incentives in there. So it, it very well could have been a look, we're going to give you more than we gave you last year. But if, if you're out here saying that you're a top five back and you prove it, we will pay you for proving it. So show us that that you are that guy because we believe that you can be that guy, but you got to do it on the field. And if you do, there's a whole lot more money coming your way. Now, I know you and I have talked about this in the past, and – you know, we're, we're going to talk about the rest of free agency shaking out coming up in just a moment, but door is a hundred percent closed on Ronald Jones coming back. Right there. There's yeah. not going to be a, a Ronald, a, a Robin nope. to Fournette's Batman. No, uh, it's very clear that, that look, if I was Ronald Jones, I wouldn't want to come back. Right. It's no. the same thing with OJ Howard. It's just, you're not getting the opportunities here. There seems to be some reason why behind the scenes, you're not getting the time that you have. Bruce Arians never trusted Ronald Jones. His margin for error was this. If you're just listening at this, then so, yeah, yeah, he's gone. Um, And, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the draft later on. But, um, you know, there are options. They can bring back a a Gio Bernard, who I thought after his injury looked really strong uh, last year. He's – somebody who knows the system, they like continuity right now in Tampa Bay. So I would imagine that Gio, who's a veteran, would be someone on their short list. And, and I would imagine as long as Gio's taken care of, uh, he would like to come back. Nobody's going to make him a starter elsewhere. The Bucks are going to compete for a Super Bowl. 
He understands the offense probably more this year, whereas last year he was like the only veteran player at voluntary OTAs because he had to learn everything. So I think that's a strong possibility. So that provides you the third down back. Then you just kind of have to focus on draft of getting that Ronald Jones bruiser of a dude who, in case Lenny goes down, you can sit out there for first and second down and understand you got Geo right behind him there for third down and the two-minute drill. Yeah. And uh, a quick shout-out to uh, G Vegas, who was in the live chat on Monday's episode, because he had brought up something that, Evan, I was going to talk to you about on this episode, about if Leonard Fournette moves on, maybe bringing in Melvin Gordon. But Lenny is back. We are celebrating. We are happy. And we are going to talk about the other guy that the Buccaneers brought back here in just a moment. But first, we have to talk about Built Bars and, more importantly, Built Bars? The Built Puffs. Now, after Shay's appearance on last week's episode, I think I'm going to give them a call. Be like, hey, we need built barks, some yep. little little built bar dog treats. But we'll get to that in a moment. Patent pending. The puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. They have like a brownie batter one going on right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello are definitely going to be a fan favorite. They got that that brownie one that I just mentioned. They got churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, and all built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, low calorie, high protein. You can replace your candy bars with a built bar, guilt free right then and there because built bars, most of them, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They are delicious, and there are new flavors coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they're going to make it. Then they're going to figure out how to make it healthy. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You are going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Segment two here of the Locked On Bucks podcast. We thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view every day. Make sure that you are following Locked On NFL, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. Also free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Evan, Lenny, long-term Lenny, for Tutty Lenny. Lucas Oil Lenny. Yeah. Super Pro Bowler Lenny. He was not the only player that the Buccaneers brought back on Tuesday, nor was he the only player at a key position that the Buccaneers addressed. William Golston agreed to a one-year deal to return to the Buccaneers. It was originally reported by Jeremy Fowler, and then it was confirmed by the man himself. Hey, Buck Nation, it's Will Golston here. Excited to be able to join the crew again for another season. Uh, it's really special for me to be able to say that because next year is going into my 10th season, being here all my whole career and being able to be a pillar of the community, help out, learn so much about the environment. It just means a lot to be able to stay home. And uh got to say thank you all for always supporting me and thank the Bucks for giving me another opportunity. So Golston, a key member of the run stoppers on the defensive side of the ball. He continues to provide stability there. Next to Vita Vea, Evan, your thoughts on the move to bring back William Golston for his 10th, 10th season as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. 
He is the second longest Tampa Bay Buccaneer on the team, one year behind Levante David, of course. Uh, obviously, this is a position of need. The defensive line outside of Vita Vea and Joe Tryon Shoyinka, I shrugging shoulders. We're still trying to figure that out. We're wondering if Indom Kinsu is going to return. Uh, but the one thing that Bruce Arians and Jason Light want is some pressure from the interior and some more speed. Now, the one thing that William Golston brings, and while I'm extremely happy he's coming back, uh, you know, 10 years in Tampa Bay, that's tremendous. And he is a model consistency. He hasn't missed a game the last four seasons. Uh, he's actually, his most productive seasons have been his last two. He's coming off a career high four and a half sacks. Uh, he hovers around 30, 40, 50 tackles per season. Uh, what, what else does this guy do? Uh, he, the quarterback pressures totaling 31 the last two seasons. That's like, I don't know. You, I mean, you combine the previous eight seasons before that. It's close to that number. So he's, he's, he's putting pressure on the quarterback. Maybe it's not coming out in sacks, but he's doing his job. So I would compare it sort of to a glue guy in, in basketball, a guy that just knows what he's doing out there. He's a professional you give him his role. He does it well. He doesn't try to do too much. Is he somebody that I think ultimately like, whoa, look at the defense now? No, there's still some work to be done, some more moves to be made, especially up front. But it is reassuring to have a veteran presence like him and a guy who's been around the block here in Tampa Bay come back, bring that stability, bring that consistency, and solidify – another spot on that D-line where the Buccaneers, um, they're about to turn their attention to it, I would assume, after they get done with Grob Gronkowski. So, that I mean, once a Gronk deal is made, then pretty much on your list has to be Sue and Jason Pierre-Paul. I don't know if JPP is going to be back. He's constantly injured. Uh, they picked Joe Troyan Shoyinka as the heir apparent. And, uh, and, but, you know, maybe JPP will do a, a, a tiny little prove it deal if, if he doesn't want to retire and, and go for a, go for a Super Bowl. But we don't know if he's going to keep playing either. So long story short, happy that Golston's back. Don't know if it changes a lot, but it is reassuring to know that he's in there and you're not bringing in somebody else who has to learn bowls and how you operate and, so on and so forth. And he's, he's just a good dude and he's a good dude for the community as well. Absolutely. And, and you've kind of touched on it a little bit. So let's, let's turn the page now and, and, and look at where this leaves the Buccaneers in terms of free agency, you and I both, and I think probably 99% of our viewers and our listeners believe a deal with Gronk is imminent. It will happen. It's just a matter of when, not if, but like you mentioned, and Dominican Sue, he's still out there. There's still one or two running back spots open. There's at least one more tight end spot in addition to Gronk that's sitting vacant. You still need depth and edge rusher and defensive line and corner and safety. So there's plenty of holes still still to fill. And, you know, you could still bring in another wide receiver, you know, even though you brought back Perryman, you've signed Russell Gage, you got Godwin locked up. What direction do you see? the Buccaneers going in free agency next, or have we reached the point now where we're kind of at a low simmer until the draft? 
Um, I don't know if we're at the point of low simmer yet. I, I do believe that we do have to get through Gronk. Once Gronk is done, then I'm sort of, you know, now I'm like, hmm, what's going to happen? They have to address the defensive line and the interior. I'm I'm sure they desperately want Sue back. At least Sue and and Vea, that combo. I mean, you become a top five rushing defense again with that duo. And not to mention Sue was on, on a defense that could not be more injured. He was one of the guys who suited up every game, at, especially at his age. And he performed really well. So he still got some some fuel left in the tank. Yeah. The only reason the only reason I say I'm not ready for the simmer is that when Gronk, we think whenever that that marriage is is made again, again I'd be I would be surprised if it doesn't happen. Uh, that's going to be big news, and we're all going to get really excited about that. So you know uh, I, I'll hold off until the low the the low simmer until until we get the the tea kettle off the the Gronk stove. Yeah, and and there's no question that Sue absolutely can still play, but you take a look at at the way the Buccaneers are building right now, and, and there's a lot of three year deals going on, and and there's a reason for that. We're seeing a lot of three year deals across the league, but right now the Bucks are in win now mode. They also still have to plan for the future. Part of that planning process is obviously going to be the upcoming NFL draft, and you and I are going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, our next partner has a product that I literally use every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because with my crazy work schedule, it becomes really difficult to make sure that I'm getting all the nutrition that I need. So what is this stuff? Well, with one, this is my delicious one for tomorrow morning. Oh, Thank there you go. One delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and your aging. The children are probably countering the aging a little bit, mm -hmm. but I will tell you, my energy has been up more. I've been able to you know, get up a lot easier in the morning. My sleep has been better. I'm not getting the cold that all of my family's been passing around, knock on wood. So this stuff supports better sweet sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness, which is helpful when you're driving at three o'clock in the morning. And it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin d which is really important to add during the winter months when we're not getting as much sunlight for every purchase they donate to organizations helping get nutritious food to kids in need including no kid hungry here in the united states in 2020 athletic greens donated over 1.2 million meals to kids wow. right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition especially heading into the flu and cold season it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it 
No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of the Locked on Bucks podcast. James Yarko, Evan Klosky on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks at E Klosky WTSP. So there are a lot of directions the Buccaneers can go in the upcoming draft. There's no clear picture as to what they are going to do, what they should do, but there's plenty of what they could do. However, unlike last season, their first round pick isn't likely going to be someone who doesn't have to play in 2022, right? Last year, it was a luxury pick. They could have taken anybody that they wanted. It could have been somebody that sat on the bench for a year, didn't have to contribute right away. That is not so much the case right now. There are still holes on this team that have to be addressed, and the player they take in the first round is likely going to have to make an immediate impact. Is wide receiver still in the mix? We don't know how soon Chris Godwin is going to be able to be back. There's still a chance he can miss the first two, three, four games recovering from this ACL tear. So could they get a guy like Dotson or Olave? Zion Johnson is a player that's getting talked about a lot, linked with the Buccaneers. And there's growing buzz now around Georgia's defensive lineman, Devontae Wyatt. Now, what is your take, Evan, on how the draft is shaping up for the Buccaneers as we sit about a month away, given their current roster construction. Yeah, I'm a little bit interested on the Devontae Wyatt stuff because as far as I know, he is a run stuffer, right? And I, and I think they want someone on the interior who can get after the quarterback. Now, the guy's an athletic freak. Don't get me wrong. Maybe he's got that in him. But um, they definitely will be getting somebody who got some beef to him on the in the interior but who's quick and has a history of creating pressure in the pass rush a guy who can go out there on third down and really push the offensive line back uh because the third down defense for this team was not good i don't know the numbers off the top of my head but i swear the buccaneers were the worst third and long team of 2021 it was insane how many third and eights third and nines they gave up and it's because they didn't have any push up front on the inside so that i don't know where that's going to fall in the draft i think that has to be a top three round pick top four round pick you know what i'm saying one of their top three picks let me just say it like that yeah. um and the only problem is with that first round pick, I would I would say they if a wide receiver falls to them, I think they would they would snatch it up in the PFF mock draft simulators I've been doing. That's not been happening. So you kind of you're kind of left with secondary options. You know, uh, an Elam out of out of Florida, Petrie out of Baylor. Um, they're you know, and um, and that pick for me is intriguing because then you can slot him behind Sean Murphy bunting and if there's an injury he can play different positions but ultimately he'll take over for Sean Murphy bunting after the season Elam obviously provides um 
you know, he, he could play now if he's that good. Or again, it's more depth. I think if we look back on last season, having depth is important. And, and I don't think they had enough of it. It was these are starting 22. They're all returning. And then almost all of them got hurt. <laughs> and once the defense got healthy, the offense got hurt. There was not nearly enough quality depth at, at wide receiver. Uh, the team needs to invest in a, a backup tackle, which I think they can definitely get in this draft. I, I don't think they, they really need to, to sign a guard unless they really are not into Hainsey. I mean, if Hainsey's just not it, then maybe they can bring in a guard. But I think they should really probably invest in a tackle and hope that he never has to be deployed. I, I don't know what to tell you, but the, the fact is, once Tristan Wirfs went down, the, like Brady was screwed against the Rams. Yeah. And you need to create safeguards for Brady and backup plans. And you have to think worst case scenario. So... You know, I, I understand the narrative out there is we got to get people who can play now, who can play right now. And I, and I think it's important to remember that drafting a quality depth piece behind somebody who's got a spot already is not a bad thing because just watch last season. It, you're going to play. You're going to play. And you're going to be very happy that they're there when they are playing. So – um, I would imagine somewhere in the interior it's going to be addressed. I think they flirt with a wide receiving option um, because you mentioned Godwin, but one injury to Evans, Godwin, or Gage, and here we're going to be talking about, uh-oh, this wide receiving group doesn't look good anymore. So they really do need a fourth because Perriman I like, but he's weaker depth and, uh, you know, Scotty Miller, they've fallen out of favor with. I think Darden's probably gone. So uh, Cyril Grayson, we don't know. We don't know. We ho we're hopeful, but I think they need a fourth who can elevate himself maybe in the future um, to, to something bigger and understand that there's probably no way that all three wide receivers are going to stay completely healthy for two years. So I think that's an option. I believe on the back half of the draft, you get a running back. I think there's some depth at running back in this draft. Uh, I don't know if you necessarily need – I'm not a big fan of utilizing a, a high pick on a running back, especially when you can get someone in the offensive line or defensive uh, defensive line. But, yeah, if I had to pick my top uh, – where I would imagine your top three picks would go, uh, I would say the interior line on the defensive side, an offensive lineman – and then a skill position, whether that's in a secondary or that's a wide receiver. And then they would they will get a running back at some point. Yeah, I, it, it's hard to imagine Jalen Darden being on the team next year, especially if they draft a wide receiver. But he does carry a half a little over a half million in dead money if he is released. But again, his cap savings are like four hundred thousand. So it's almost a wash. But. Yeah, you're 100% right, because if, if there is a, another injury to Godwin or if, if Evans or Gage goes down, yeah, we're, we're right back to square one. So you have to you have to solidify that position, because, again, if you're going all in and you're assuming that you only have Tom Brady for one more year, you have to load up everywhere. So it'll be hopefully there's there's a, a stud that could be around for quite a few years that falls to them at 27. But 
right now I'm, I'm with you. I would rather address, you know, the trenches early on and then maybe you can find yourself. I mean, Godwin was a third round pick. Yeah, you you have the ability to find a contributing wide receiver a little bit. I like later. the wide receivers in this draft. I think there's a I lot of them. Too. So, I, I, and I, I mean, I, I really like some – like Drake London, you bring him in, you got Mike Evans and Mike Evans. Uh, yeah. But it's not going to be – he's not going to be around. There's a lot of wide receivers that are just not going to be around for the Buccaneers, who I love. But uh, there's also a lot of guys that I like. With that, Evan, we are going to get out of here. Of course, everybody can check out everything that you're doing there at 10tampabay.com and on 10 Tampa Bay. Uh, make sure you're checking out everything I'm doing over at bucksnation.com. And we thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to follow up this segment three, the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. Plenty of answers over there from Ryan Tracy and former NFL quarterback Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects as well as NFL front offices. It is also free and available wherever you get your podcast. You like to call in with a question, a comment, a topic, anything at all, give us a shout at 813-444-5841. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, at Ecloski. WPSP and at Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those candles. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Box.